Tandem Nomads, episode 76. But it was very, very fulfilling to understand and to know that I'm doing both things that I love. I chose to be a mom and I was lucky to become one. And I chose to have my own business and I was lucky to have it. Welcome to Tandem Nomads, the podcast show for expat partners. Every new episode is launched twice a month on Tuesdays. You will find here great inspiration and tips to build your portable career and thrive with your family in your global nomadic life. Hello, Nomad Nation. Welcome to Tandem Nomads. This is Amel Dereghi and our guest today is Dana Bashar. Dana, are you ready for the ride? Hooray! <laughs> Yay! I'm ready. <laughs> Fantastic. So I met Dana when I went to the FIGT conference in The Hague. It was such a pleasure to meet you there, Dana. And we had such a great time together. And you have such a positive energy that I really wanted to share your story here on Tandem Nomads. So thank you for being here. Thank you for inviting me. And uh, so Nomad Nation, Dana Bashar comes from Israel, where she started her formal mediation career. She facilitated and resolved disputes across a wide range of corporate, civil, or domestic court cases. So when Dana needed to relocate to Singapore for her fam- with her family for her husband's job, she launched her own mediation company called Mediate, where she continues with her partners to cover a wide range of cases. Dana also helps parents and teachers acquire mediation skills in international schools. So she's going to tell us all about that. But for now, Dana, is there anything I missed from your introduction? No, I think you did very well. I will add, when we speak, I will add a bit. Don't worry. I'm sure. Yeah, that's the whole point. <laughs> so, um, so I wanted to know a little bit before we talk about your expat partner experience and how you managed to build your business. And, and that's the point of today's interview. I would like us to tell us a bit more about what was your life like in Israel and, and uh, how, did you, how did you react when you knew that you had to leave Israel to come to go to Singapore? Okay. Um, so in Israel, I graduated from law school and Southeast Asia studies. And I didn't want to become a lawyer, but I have. I am a lawyer, but thank God I'm not that active as a lawyer, but more as a mediator. So I swapped to mediation right away when I was pregnant with my first boy. And I worked weekly with mediation cases, which I'm truly, truly, truly believe till today even more that this is the best way to solve your disputes. Mm-hmm. And when you do mediation and you learn how to negotiate things and how to reach a mutual way and a mutual solution, you can actually adopt really healthy habits of avoiding disputes. So we always laugh at it that when I teach people how to negotiate better and how to become a very effective communicator. I actually shoot my own leg of becoming a mediator because they don't have more disputes. No, I'm just kidding, but that's the whole point. I was a mediator in Israel with a law degree, which gives you an advantage just to know, this, you know more about the law. But I think this uh, ability was really burning inside me. And I knew that no matter where I'm going to be, even within Israel, because it's a long state. So if you're up north and not in the south or in the center, We find different people to handle different disputes. And uh, when I heard we're going to move to Singapore, I was celebrating. First of all, I wanted to be the expert for many years. And the two opportunities that I had were canceled due to some health issues in the family. So 
So we had to postpone and I was ready to go. So when my husband brought it home, I said, hooray, let's go. It doesn't matter where. Um, it will be an excellent opportunity for us to be exposed to the world, to know other people, to know other cultures, to explore our business. And indeed, that's the way it is. That's fantastic. So you were ready for it. And how did you think about transitioning your career and continuing it while when moving with your, with your husband abroad and your kids? Yes. So when we moved here, I have to say that I was not as active as I am today on Facebook and stuff. So I didn't check a lot of things in advance. I came pregnant with my third boy. And I knew that I have six months before I have the baby to make sure that I'm on top of things which was good. I had a deadline. So I put the other two in school, made sure that they're fine. You know, you need to have your soul open and clear before you handle yourself. Uh, and once I knew that they're okay, I signed up for the first mediation course they had here in Singapore because they did not recognize my degree and my qualification from Israel. So I had to do it all over again. But all in all, it was for the best because I did it in English So all the, you know, all the English uh, phrases uh, were familiar to me. And I got to know the community and I got to get familiar with the community and the courts. Um, and because they were so empathic to my situation, they really pushed me forward. So they allowed me to mediate right away in the courts and they allowed me to have the second course right away and to have the ability to be practice, uh, to be actively um, mediating. And then when I had the baby, I was already involved. So after six months, I had the baby and I felt that I'm already in the business. Mm. I didn't have my own company. I had the baby. I enjoyed having him. I had a time off, but I stayed in contact with everybody via emails and Facebook. And after a few months, I started to mediate again in court. I remember he used to come with me. He used to stay with my friend outside. I used to go in for two hours and take a break to breastfeed. And I went back in. I used wow. to go to interviews in the radio about mediation. The same. I used to bring him with the babysitter. She used to stay near the studio. I used to talk and then to go outside to breastfeed and go in. So it was a bit of, you know, not as convenient as to be free, but was very, very fulfilling to understand and to know that I'm doing both things that I love. I chose to be a mom and I was lucky to become one. And I chose to have my own business and I was lucky to have it. And wow. after a few years, I think it was a year and a half or two years, when he became two and he joined this little kindergarten, I've started my own business. And I was already highly involved in the community. People knew me. I knew the people. I had a lot of connections already. But we'll talk about it a bit later when you're going to ask me how. how. <laughs> exactly. You, know, you read in my mind. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> So, okay. So you said so many great things in just a few, few, few points, but I want to, one thing that I know that so many of our listeners have experienced is this big challenge of being a mom and, and having babies and, and still trying to manage to continue our careers. So tell me, you managed that you, you mentioned that you had like a nanny who, and you would take her with you to your dispute court, court um, to your court, to the court and etc. But is there any advice you can share with the moms who are in this situation who have young babies and want to continue that want to stop, want to manage both? Because I honestly don't, It, it seems like so difficult to be able to do both. So how would you recommend to do so? 
yes, I will speak from my heart because every mom has a different view and every mom has a different feeling. Um, I came to realize that I am not that good in doing things at the same time, meaning that when I have a young baby, I have no capacity to work. I have capacity to keep in contact with people. I have capacity to network. I have capacity to do things that are short time frame, meaning that I can do a meeting of one or two hours. I can do a broadcast of one or two hours, but I cannot work a full day because then my conscious is killing me. But this is me. Mm. So I knew that if I really want to succeed, I need to wait until my son is going to a proper frame. And when he joined the kindergarten, I was ready to let go. I knew he was in a very, very good hand because I chose his school very carefully. It took me a while to choose. And then when he was in the school, like half a day, started like 9 to 12 when he was two, I used to work from the coffee place in the school. So I used to manage my time very wisely. I used to go with my computer to sit in the coffee place. So he was in the kindergarten. I had interviews from there. I had meetings in the coffee place, which they're very grateful until today. I invited everybody to the coffee place over there. Mm-hmm. I used to go for short meetings within this time frame. And I've done the workshops and everything that I could within this time frame. And once in a while, when I stopped breastfeeding, um, I trusted my husband to cover for me. So when he was in town, I'd managed to do longer workshops, for example, or longer mediation sessions. So I knew that he can pick him up from school when I can't. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when he started to go to school more regularly and longer days, then I really let go. I said, fine, he's in good hands. I can do my work. I can do my things. But this is me. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I believe is that if you're not the main provider, which usually the traveling spouse that we're talking about, we are not the main provider in the house. I think we are privileged to run our time according to our hearts. So building your career is magnificent. And I think it's for the long run. It's for fulfilling ourselves. And when we have this blessed break for having children, we should be very grateful for it and have the right balance for our hearts. Because later when they grow, a lot of my friends are regretting that they didn't have the right balance. They grow very fast. They're young babies only for a short while. Mm. They need us for a short while, um, whether we like it or not. And when they have a framework and when they go to kindergarten or they're willing to go to play dates, then we have more time on our plates. And I think then we are more ready and open to really run with the career. And that's what happened to me. He was two when I started my company, my third son. And then gradually I did it with a lot of help with our nanny and my husband. And after half a year or a year, when he started to go full time, I was on fire. I was on fire. Yeah. I had meetings and workshops. And, you know, I went to give speeches all around the world and all around Asia. And everybody was covering for me and everybody was supporting me. And I had a year and a half of full time, full time energy. And then I got pregnant again with my fourth. <laughs> And I had the best time during these nine months. I was so energetic. I'm not sure what happened over there in this pregnancy, but I was like double energetic than before. And I knew, and I prepared my clients that when I'm going to have the baby, I will be off the radar. I'm not going to do workshops. We postponed everything. I'm not going to do mediation that are long. I had already a community of supporters. So I had mediators that I've just, you know, I've passed my mediation to them. I postponed the workshop as long as I could. 
after a few months, I've started to do short workshops. And now that you joined kindergarten as well, again, I'm going to go into deeper work. But it's nice to know who you are. And I think it takes time, especially with your first one. It takes time to get the balance. So don't push it. Just take the, you know, take the time and make yeah. sure that you don't regret anything. The business can come after a year. It's, it's okay. It's not a big deal. It's fantastic. I love the way you share this. And um, there's so many similarities with so many mom I talked to who managed to build the business. But one thing before I start summarizing some of these points, I love that you talk about the balance, trying to find that balance and also being aware that this might just be a short time where I might sacrifice a little bit of time on my business, but there's also a time that my child needs. So it's very important that you're aware about your needs and how you want to manage your, this time of being a mom and, and trying to continue a career very, in a very aware, in a way where you're very aware of what you're doing and why you're doing it. So that's really great. Um, but you said some great stuff that, that I find can be very helpful tips. The first one that you said um, for me was the fact that while you were pregnant, you were not necessarily working, but you were preparing the ground by, by starting working on your network. Is, is it right? When I, when I was pregnant, I was full on working. When I had the baby, I was working on mostly network. So it's actually a combination. When I was pregnant, I was full, full energized. I worked like crazy. And I went to a lot of networks in order to know who can support when I have the baby. That's correct. Mm. If that's what yeah. you mean. Yeah. So I had the thing, the, yes. Yeah. When you arrived, for, for instance, when you started explaining when you arrived in Singapore, and this is something that I, I believe is possible when we have a kid, is to, mm -hmm. to do the easy things that you can do. And that's what you were saying. I do what I yes. can do. And one of them is meeting people and making sure to be, you know, in the crowd, in the network, being in for, creating relationship, basically. Yes, yes. So yes. that when you're ready to start your business, you already have that platform and you know where to start. You're not starting from zero. Exactly. I agree and, with you totally. And, and this is a big advice I think we can give to moms who are with toddlers and young babies. You don't have necessary to work because that time is precious with, with the kids when they're young. But you can try to find a moment here and there to build that network and be aware and, and uh, do the research as necessary before you start your business. And the second thing you said, and I think that's really important, is that you worked on building your support system with the nannies, but also with your husband that you involved in that. So that's really important. You, like you said, you start looking for who would be able to help you uh, in terms of nannies, but also make sure that as soon as your husband could go pick up the child, he would do it so that you could do your things. Very important to build that partnership with a partner, right? Yes, definitely. Yeah. For everything in life. Yeah. Definitely. So how did you how did you get your husband involved in this? Um I think that once the your spouse, my husband in that case, of course, in anybody's life, once they know that you sacrifice your career and you move along with them, if you talk about it and it's good to have um you know, to have a date once a week at least. I know a lot of the couples, depends where you live, their life are swallowing the time and we're busy with a lot of things and their spouse itself might be traveling for work. But during the weekend, regardless of what's happening in the house or having activity with the kids or birthday or whatever, it's really important to have a habit of having a date once a week, just the two of you, not with friends, not to go to a movie, but to sit and talk. 
about what's going on in your life, what do you like, what do you want to improve, what are the challenges, what do you need, you need help with. Um, and then he knew already when I came that I'm looking for this mediation community. And he knew that I'm going to be with the baby. And he knew that when the time comes, I would like to spend time building my own business. So it was a process. And when I wanted to do it, he was sitting with me. We had more than one date a week that was specifically for building my business because he has more um, experience with building a business abroad. So he helped me with the platform and with the website and with the content. But we had really, we scheduled meetings in, the, in our uh, diary. So he knew that every Wednesday and Thursday, we're going to have a meeting from 9 to 11 for my business. And then wow. we went out for a restaurant or wine or whatever, or any romantic evening that you want to do outside of the house because it, you know, it gives you some air, not necessarily in the house. The house, leave it for intimacy, sex, whatever, fine. <laughs> but go out to be in the fresh air or in a good restaurant and sit and talk. And I yeah. think that this communication, when, you, when, when it lasts every week, when it's a habit, then you're really waiting for it and then you open to share and you're not you know, piling subjects in your heart. And then when it comes to time to talk, you forget what you want to discuss. And yeah. it's good to have, uh, I think, a continuation of this communication between the two of you. And another thing that I find very, very helpful that I'm, I hope that the other ladies are doing regularly, and if not, I really encourage them to do so, is to find a healer or a therapist or a mentor, not necessarily business-wise, but someone who can support you and your soul with the challenges that you're going through. So mm-hmm. once you want to do the business or you want to have a different, you know, a different experience or you want to have a new child or you want to ha- you want to have a different challenge, you have set of skills and you have someone that is really on your side, totally on your side. It's a bless. And I remember the, my therapy, I once told her, it's so nice to have someone that is totally on my side and it doesn't defend the other partner or, you know, the challenges and say, oh, but, you know, I don't want to hear the word, but I want to hear only, you know, support and objective advice to what can I do with my, with my life and my things. So regardless of how smart we are and experienced and we have our own set of skills and we are giving advice to others, yes, but we should have someone on our side supports us and knows what's happening in our life. So that's the other, I think, advice I can give. I'm so happy that you brought this up. This is such a dear topic to my heart to always, like we said, in, in supporting, building that support system with the kids, with the nannies, with the partner. I love that you insist on having that date and making that time to, to be a partner to, and my partners talk. Partners discuss, partners support each other and help each other. And it's beautiful to see how your partner and you uh, manage to meet, to have these meetings where you support each other for your businesses and then have this romantic date with a drink or a dinner. That's super important. And then adding to that, find your healer. Honestly, I love this term, find your healer. It's even much better than saying support um, or, or expert or professional. That's a great advice. So Nomad Nation, please make sure to find your healer, <laughs> to find that person who can support you and who's on your side, like you said, Dana. I love it. Thank you so much for that. Um, and there's another thing you also talked about, that moment, how you build a business and you have a family. The third point you said was prepare your clients. You know, I love that you said that. So how did you do that? How do you prepare your clients uh, when you know that at some point you're going to have to focus on your kids? First of all, 
it depends on your job. My job, it was obvious because the bump was getting bigger. So they knew I'm going to have a baby. I didn't necessarily talk about it in the phone, but when I had meetings with them, they saw and I said, yes, I'm expecting in May. I will take at least half a year off. I will be online if you need me. But anything that is not urgent, we will postpone. So talking to them, meeting them, even though I didn't need to, I had coffee with a lot of the clients and a lot of my network, regardless of business. I just said, look, let's catch up. I would like to see how you're doing. I want to tell you how I'm doing so we can prepare for next year. In the email I've sent, you know, when I sent, uh, for example, um, blessing for the Chinese New Year, I've blessed them for prosperity and health and love. And I've said, on this uh, occasion, I would like to uh, tell you that I will go on maternity leave in May. So may your wishes come true and my wishes come true and something like that. But mm. take the small opportunities to bless them, to announce, to meet them. I think in person is better. Mm. Facebook is great. I remember I put, uh, I, when I had the baby, I put not his picture, but some kind of illustration with a baby and saying that mediators, you know, we've grown and uh, we will be able to connect on the online, but not in person for the next few months. And then people are talking among themselves. And once you have the network, the network knows. Because uh, the few close friends or close clients or close colleagues, you do let them know when you have the baby and they will spread the word for you. So it's, and don't be afraid of it. It's a baby. Hmm. And the business will always be there. And the clients will always be there. So once they know you and you are good, once you continue to send an email once in a while with greetings for the holiday or something like that, your name will not be forgotten. And the energy will come back. So not to worry. That's funny because that was exactly the question I wanted to ask you. What if, you know, what if for those who would say, what if my business goes away because I was away? And that's a great thing. Don't worry that you say your business will always be there if you keep that relationship and, and by small intentions, a message here and there um, and, and be personal. You've been very personal and engaging with your clients. I have the feeling. Yes. And I think I can add another thing. That is technology thing, but it's really easy to do. Yeah. I've prepared in advance um, my posts on Facebook and LinkedIn. You know, you can schedule them. So usually I put things of meetings or conferences abroad or workshops that I do. And because I knew that for at least a year, I'm not going to have so much things to do that I'm conducting, I've actually gathered interesting information and interesting articles or things that I've done but I've never published and I've scheduled every month the post came up. So people that don't know me that well were not actually aware of the fact that I'm away and the people that did know me, they knew that I'm going to put things for them, like foods for them, but nothing to do with me and they liked it. So if you schedule your things in advance for the Facebook or for the LinkedIn or for your website, it works for you. So you just need to put some effort in advance Mm -hmm. Or to do it while you're on maternity leave, you read an article that is interesting, put it on Facebook. You have a nice quote for a good Monday, put it on Facebook. And then it keeps showing on their wall and they know that you're still there, which is really good. I love, I love this advice that you said. And I think we will give those tools and in the show notes page, no imagination of those schedulers that they can use to automate 
your uh, appearance on social media. You don't have to be on social media all the time. You can just schedule one hour, for instance, per week, and you do the research, you accumulate all the articles and things you want to share and schedule them. And it's automated, shared on Facebook, and it gives the feeling that you're always there, <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> so so uh, which, which tool are you using to automate your, your scheduling? Um, at the moment, I have... On my website, I have um, a blog that is attached to my Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, so I put, I actually, I hired someone to handle my blog because I couldn't handle it at the time. So I'm paying someone really a small amount per month to handling my blogs. I send him uh, the material, the content and the photo, and he is doing it for me. But before that, this, this I've done with my fourth one. But before that, what I did, I used to work in the Facebook itself, on my Mediate page, on my um, business page, there's a schedule button. You write a post. Then instead of publishing now, you choose the date. And then I put like 10 in advance. So every 10 days, so for like three, four months in advance, I was scheduled. And then I started to do it for LinkedIn as well. You can do it in LinkedIn as well. Fantastic. I love that. I'm so happy, Dana, that you brought this up. This is such important uh, advice that it is important. It is possible to schedule all the time and use technology to make that possible. And which platforms are you, use- are you using for your blog? My blog is actually, I'm not that sophisticated at the moment. I'm just publishing it on my website, but it's connected like to my WordPress? Facebook. Is it a WordPress website or? No, my website, I just moved it. It's on Wix. On weeks, okay. Fantastic. Which is a brilliant, brilliant um, uh, platform. And then it's connected to the Facebook and then it appears on my Facebook. So once people click on the Facebook, they actually go to my website and then it's actually bring more people to the website. Fantastic. So Easy and not, uh, not complicated. Here is a very practical tip on how to organize our time to be able to be a mom. <laughs> number one, use technology. And number two, delegate. And you've mentioned that you have somebody who helps you in, in writing your blogs and you just send what they need to do it. And that's another important tip. Delegate the task you don't need to do yourself. Uh, do not hesitate to. Sometimes we do need to invest in our business and that's one of the investments we have to do to be able to grow, right? Exactly. Yeah. And find something that is affordable and doesn't make a change in your life, but will make a big change, a big change in your business. So you know, you know your budget. Just you know, you can be smart about it yourself. You don't need an advice from me. <laughs> I love it. So many great advice here, Dana. Uh, one other thing before uh, we go into um, I, what I wanted to ask you is we mentioned how good of a networker you are. <laughs> so how did you manage to build your network to be able to launch your business? Um, okay, so I have a few advice. My first advice is to network through your schools and kindergarten and the community that is close to you through your kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm talking to the moms among us and others as well, of course, whoever you have in your network. Because every school today has a Facebook page for parents and every school has WhatsApp group for the classes. So any coffee morning, any lecture that is happening, go and mingle around. And don't focus on spreading the word of who you are. Try to be present at the minute, at, you know, at the moment to understand who are the people that you're talking to. So mm-hmm. give them the impression that who you are, not necessarily business-wise. And I think that when we come really focus on our business, we tend to lose our um, patient when someone seems like not interested. Mm-hmm. But 
it's really important to know the community, you as a person, as a human being, as a mom, as an involved person in the community. So this is the first, that I, the first tip that I can give you because the first people to help me were my friends that became my friends, the parents of my friends of my kids in school and kindergarten. The second thing is to ask around in Facebook of your community, in your embassy, in the place that you're going to move to, in all kinds of platforms of people that can give support and advice, all the commercial, um, how do they call it? Um, the commercial department of embassies, they run mm. operation and they run uh, workshops and events that you can join. What are the most successful or popular networks for ladies and for business owners and entrepreneurs and the company in the place that you're going to move to? So, for example, I found here a beautiful network for ladies that I've joined and they became big support for me. And I joined another network for one year, which I didn't like at the end and I left. And yet I still have friends from there. Mm. And till today, I'm going to events once in a while. I go to fundraising events. I don't, I don't say no before I think about who am I going to meet there. I never know. So it's worth exploring. And when I was too tired with the baby, I stopped network and nothing happened. My friends remain my friends, my calling remain my colleagues, and my contacts remain my contacts. And when I had the energy again, I came back and everybody was uh, happy to see me again. And I had new things to tell and new jokes to share about my <laughs> kids. So you have a nice an icebreaker to share. So it's all good. Yeah. And the network is important. It's really good. But not necessarily, they always say, when you come to a business network, then be focused and bring your cards and go around and don't spend too much time with each other. I not necessarily agree. Bring your name cards, but it's more important to grab the others because you never know what's going to happen with yours. When you take someone else's, you can follow up. And it's okay to talk to three or five people, but to have a bit of a deeper talk than just to jump around and to talk to 15, that you never know if they really understand who you are or not. And if you come back to the same network, you can really build a relationship deeper, which is good. So my biggest takeaway here from you is the fact that, number one, start with where you have a network naturally, which is where your kids are. And if you don't have kids, where is the first point of contact you have where you can build a network? And the second is look for where... Um, in whatever country you are, what, is the, where are, what are the most vibrant organizations that provide that network and go into it? But for me, the mo most important thing you've also said is the fact that try to build real and true relationships. Don't go there just for the business. And because then if you have real friends, you can leave. And when you come back, they're still here for you, right? Exactly. Fantastic. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> Fantastic. I love summarizing what you said because it's so many great points. And Dana, this was amazing. Um, uh, so many great insights and advice for a lot of mamapreneurs. <laughs> so um, I would like, before we say goodbye, I would like to know, is there any other digital tools or anything you would recommend for those who want to build a business? I can recommend, I said it already, but I will repeat, I can recommend Wix from, for the website. Yeah. Very easy and very friendly to use. Um, I would use Facebook big time. I mm -hmm. think it has a lot of exposure. LinkedIn is really important for to give something meaningful, not just updates about what you're doing, but also, you know, any article that you want to share, 
any any tips that you want to share that the people feel like you're giving them something meaningful and they will appreciate your knowledge and teaching them something and I think that's what I use I'm not very uh, techy person so I tend to stick to what I have already and to learn how to maximize it and that's very good but also I always when I have a question I My brother keeps giving me this mantra, Google, 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 Google. So <laughs> I, I do Google about what's the best way to run my, you know, my contact. So I still have, you know, this, um, uh, this Excel sheet with all my contacts. But I have a few um, platforms that are ready for me to move on. And I'm not ready, but they're there. So just ask on your Facebook, what's the best one? Ask on Google, what's the best one? And just... Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. And is there any book you would recommend for the Nomad Nation? I would actually. I thought about the question. Um, first of all, I would highly recommend to read the book Getting to Yes. It's oh. the basic, basic, really fundamental book about proper negotiation, how to communicate properly and effectively, and basically how to avoid disputes. Because I think when you move around the world, many times you get to... a part of a misunderstanding or a really bad feeling because of lack of understanding or different in culture and by being honest or by being modest uh, and open-minded to grab some tools and tips you're actually making yourself a better human being so that's a very good book and a very fundamental one that I like and other books that I would recommend is by Deepak Chopra he has some really good books about who you are and how to become a better person, to be more aware, to bless for the day by day and to be able to thank for every advantage or any challenge that you get. That's so once you nice. don't object it and you receive it and you try to understand it and your healer that you're going to choose after this broadcast, together with these books that are a bit more spiritual or a bit more to the soul, not necessarily to the mind, I think it's crucial to build up your confidence and to build your network of um, spiritual supporter. And yeah. then you are richer and you have solutions that are easier to fulfill. Um, but he has amazing books. And, uh, Fantastic. So you, yes. like, you like Deepak Chopra? <laughs> One of them. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. But just recently I've read it again, so it's good. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much, Dana. And could you please tell us what's the best way to reach you if we need you? Of course. First of all, um, if, you go, if you go on my website, it's www.med, and then the number eight, medi8.com.sg, you can contact me via the, via the website. But another thing, you can look for me on the Facebook, My email is Dana at media.com.sg as well. So it's easy. Dana, as you hear, D-A-N-A. And if anybody needs my phone number, you can give it to them. Fantastic. And you I would it. love to have you again. I had so much fun. I will put Nomad Nation, this, all this information on the webpage of this episode. So don't hesitate to go there and check out the website of Dana. And Dana, I had so much fun and it was so interesting to listen, to listen to your story and your advice. And I hope that I'll have you again on the show. Maybe you can tell us more advice on how to mediate and, and deal with um, disputes. What yes, with pleasure. With That would pleasure. be great. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Fantastic. So now at Nation, check out the website of Dana's uh, episode. And thank you, Dana. 
Thank you, everybody. All the best. Love and happiness. Thank you. <laughs> Nomad Nation, I hope that you enjoyed the great insights of our guest today. If you did, please make sure to share it with your friends. See you at the next episode and stay tuned to turn your challenges into great opportunities.